The Evolution Channel is sponsored by Eternal Gold Beauty, the most advanced skincare line in the world. Awaken your skin to aging in reverse at eternalgoldbeauty.com today. You're listening to Cosmic Consciousness, the show that connects with today's way showers and conscious advocates who use real-life superpowers to catapult human evolution. Hello, soul family. This is Shannon Pardini with Cosmic Consciousness, coding the new human for the new earth. And today I'm super excited to be talking with Christoph Melchizedek. We're going to dive deep on the topic of soul leadership. And I want to tell you a little bit about Christoph. Christoph Melchizedek delivers insights that inspire purpose and possibility. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, shamanic facilitator, and highly sought after leadership coach. Christoph's a dad, a husband, a man with a belief that creating a conscious community of change starts with our hearts and homes. Christoph has over 25 years working with Fortune 500 executives, pro athletes, entrepreneurs, and experts in health performance, the healing arts, psychology, and leadership. Coined a spiritual futurist, Christoph has a real gift in translating higher spiritual concepts and physical real-world macro trends into practical ways the Western mind can apply. He is a founder of an underground financial liberation movement called the Conscious Crypto Circle, helping spiritually evolved people get positioned for the great wealth transfer through the paradigm changing crypto sphere. And most off, Christoph, he's passionate about leading an urgent global conversation about redefining our planet in these evolving times. Christoph, I just want to welcome you here. I'm so excited to have you, and I'd love you to share uh, with our audience a bit about who you are today and just tap into our topic of soul leadership before we take a quick break. Sure. Perhaps uh, I guess the best way to do that is to touch upon my journey to get here. I think we're all in the process of becoming more authentically anchored into our essence. And that essence, of course, is that beautiful soul frequency that we are born with as we come in as newborns, as the sparkly child that comes into our parents. And of course, through conditioning, we end up deviating somewhat from that initial essence. And then as we start to wake up, we start to grow up and we start to evolve back into that original essence. And so it's really all about coming back into um, you know, our shine and my journey to get there. Um, led, led me, I was born in New Zealand and um, into some of what I might call a normal family. However, you know, full of, I would say addiction. My, my father was uh, quite the drinker and then aggression would be come out of that. And, and my adult awareness now recognizing that that creates a lot of uh, aggression and, uh, uh, sorry, a lot of fragmentation in consciousness and a lot of fear in a, in a young child that then grows up with worrying and anxiety, how, how we look at the world as an adult and all of that anxiety and worry and frustration, you know, recognizing that it's not exactly who, who I am, but essentially aching to grow and evolve past that. So I went to college uh, through that 
did psychology and physical education. And my first thrust into the professional world was helping people through the lens of their body. So spent many years uh, working with executives as uh, a conditioner, a health coach, a trainer, therapist, would get my hands on people and spent, yeah, many years in the trenches doing uh, these types of activities for, yeah, executives in the city, really, uh, helping them to get healthy and well. And then ultimately recognizing that sometimes some people would change and some people would not change and always being curious about that. And so then I became, you know, exploring uh, the mind, emotions, and ultimately that led me to the um, top of the apex, which was energy, vibration and consciousness. And through that journey, I wanted to deeply study that because I recognized that uh, energy and vibration was the uh, agency of everything. It's the causal piece of what creates reality. So then I became obsessed with exploring and studying vibration, energy, and consciousness. So I studied with a uh, one of my dear mentors, Barbara Brennan, who was an ex-NASA scientist. And she was uh, exploring... She was exploring the human bioenergy field and consciousness system through the lens of this very high scientist. She had a couple of PhDs in atmos atmospheric physics, and she was studying the, um, the rocket calculations to help put men on the moon back in the 60s. And then she went on to study the human energy field. So I was fortunate enough to study four years with her, learning a whole host of uh, techniques at, to her school of Hogwarts, as we used to joke. It was a very magical school. Um, and then I went on to the shamanic realms, and that was like putting on a glove for me. So I was initiated through a couple of lineages um, uh, and core shamanism, one from Africa, uh, working with a plant medicine iboga through Bui the tradition of Buiti, and through another lineage in South America, working with the plant medicine ayahuasca with the, the Shipibos. And then from there, I began sort of very quickly accelerating past the conditioning uh, of the density that was in my system and uh, processing out so much of that heaviness, so much of that uh, fear, anxiety, worry, doubt, guilt, shame, addiction, all of those pieces that you know we use as coping mechanisms to anchor more fully in my own presence. And at that point, I began to be able to make contact with my higher consciousness, and I began bursting through the uh, the matrix and the program to be able to connect with my higher self, my higher aspect of my consciousness, and indeed the beings that reside up there. There's a, a group of loving beings I lovingly refer to as the Guardians, Guardian Alliance, who are supporting humanity's transition, who are exploring what's going on uh, right now as part of that transition point in this big global transition we are moving through. And providing me with a lot of uh, downloads and intel about what's really happening in the world, what's going on from a higher perspective, and how to, we can keep evolving ourselves. So the question, I guess, who I am today comes really with that lens of that journey from the past to really recognize my, myself and knowing as, uh, as a being who, you know, is really here to support the transition for humanity and is part of the Order of Melchizedek, which some of you may or may not know, is just a priesthood. Uh, up in the higher realms that I accepted uh, a initiation into. So I'm simply here serving the transition from this density that our planet is in to our trajectory, which is moving up into a higher dimensional octave, which we are in the process of moving through. And humanity is simply moving through this dark night of the soul, which is this forced awareness of the control systems that are going on the planet and the mass awakening that is happening because of all that. And I'm just one of the many guides here who are here to support and show the way 
into a, a higher potential for ourselves, our families, our communities, and humanity. Beautiful. There is so much to be said about that intro, and I've gotten to experience Christoph for the last decade, and you, I was telling Christoph, you just make things so much easier the way that, you know, you can um, blend in our galactic families and, and really guide us with our ascension paths of to embody who we are today. And I just want to thank you again for really helping the organization on the planet and for people like myself who are moving through our ascensions to understand something that can be so quite complicated at first. And Christoph, yeah, so <laughs> where, where can people find you? Yeah, so, you know, you can go to my website, um, christoph.love, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F.love. You can kind of, probably the best way to stay connected is there where you can um, opt in to one of my free gifts, like the morning ritual or other such things, which are great audio transmissions for you. And then, you know, I, I send out a weekly uh, update about what's going on in my world and what's going on in the world uh, in this transition. I believe uh, my team's got Instagram going. You can probably uh, find me on Instagram and, uh, and Facebook. Christoph Melchizedek, but my my preferred probably way is where I I write directly uh, through my my newsletter that goes out. But you'll also find loads of videos uh, on um, Instagram and Facebook. Sort of more Instagram's kind of like kind of fun because it's kind of behind the scenes <laughs> of what's going on in family life and uh, all of that and uh, and, and normal world normal world life. So either of those platforms, you'll eventually swing your way around to me. Great, yeah, definitely sign up for that letter. That's fantastic. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm here talking with Christoph Melchizedek, and we are going to be diving deep into soul leadership. And stay tuned. If you are interested in listening to more shows like this, go to ActivateEvolution.com. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high-vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. And we're back. This is Shannon. We're talking with Christoph Melchizedek today. And I am excited to dive deep on this conversation of soul leadership. Christoph, you just have so much information. Where would you like to start with this? I'm going to open it up to you. Okay, so we're talking on uh, these topics of leadership, which is the core of it, of course, and then, but it, it really leading from that that piece of our soul. There's a very um, simple saying that I have, and it's I didn't come up with it. I heard it somewhere, and it's just so simple but beautiful. Leader of one, leader of many. If you can't lead one. You can't lead any. And what we're, what we're witnessing right now is a massive transition in the scope of influence and leadership. And that's because we're moving into a different aeon of time in the way that that energy and consciousness is moving itself. The first and foremost thrust is to establish yourself by going through this transition yourself to centering yourself in your higher energy centers. Now, for those of you that are aware, we have energy centers. You might have heard of them as chakras. Each of them has a different psychodynamic function. Ideally, we want to have them all balanced, activated, centered, clockwise, and, and, and uh, moving through the field. 
their, their role is to step down the frequency, energy and consciousness into our bioenergy field. It comes into our endocrine gland system, into the meridian network, and the energy continues from the meridian network through around the nadis to circulate the chi. And, and what happens in our first early years of life, these energy centers are being holographically programmed in the first seven years because there's no screens on the chakras. So every single frequency, energy, vibration, word, is, is being holographically recorded into your hard drive of your unconscious mind and also programmed in your energy centers which adjust and distort the perception of kind of how you're seeing the world. If you're wanting to be of someone who wants to be influ influential, uh, influencing um, change or influencing community or you have an idea you want to bring, in this new era of uh, awareness and consciousness we are moving into and we are in right now, you have to work through yourself first to form yourself having the attractive field to attract to your reality that which you want to bring into you know form from the formless in order to do that you have to have your vibration and consciousness at a new energy set point as if it has already been completed as if it's already done but to get to that point you have to do move through two simple concepts the first one is you have to work through egoic deficiencies and these are really the human deficiencies of the lower three energy centers of safety, security, uh, future, finance, uh, all of these, you know, your perception of uh, abundance, your perception of prosperity, your perception of how you see the world and your safety within it. Am I safe in the unknown? And then, you know, community connection, belonging, sexuality, creativity of the second energy center, and then strong, bulletproof, self-esteem, self-concept, you know, uh, personal empowerment of the third. If any of these are kind of have deficiencies, it becomes more difficult for you to ground down, you know, your ideas, simply because there's deficiencies still in your foundations. Think of it like you are building uh, the Empire State Building or the beautiful build building that is that highest one in the world in, in uh, Dubai. You want to start with the foundations, and if you don't get those foundations right, there's cracks in them or it's not built correctly, chances are it's going to compromise the building as it goes up. And that's exactly the same as your consciousness. And so one of the big issues I see in the spiritual community is both spiritual ego, people think they're further ahead than they are, the upper energy centers are all very open, and the bringing in the ideas, but they can't ground it in. And they can't ground it into the physical world because they still haven't worked through the egoic deficiencies. So for, for myself and my wife, our, our work still to this day uh, with working with people resides in, in you know illuminating the shadows, going into the shadows and illuminating those because as soon as you clear out the wounds and these other um, traumas and fragmentation, more light can immediately just drop in. You don't have to chase the light by trying to go up and working deeply on your spirituality and trying to bring down more of who you are up there because it won't sit, it won't embody in your system until you've cleared the tank uh, full of the shadows. So shadow illumination is really core to being able to lead from the soul because you won't be able to ground in or embody your vision until that work is, 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 is more deeply complete. That means, for example, how might this play out in life? Well, if you're still having fear of the future or fear of money or fear or fear of or lack or abundance and all these other types of frequencies, when uh, it comes time to be tested, and we're all tested on our projects, 
you have to move into the corridor of uncertainty, which I call no man's land. <laughs> that corridor of uncertainty between the trenches is that gap between where your life is today and what you're at and to where you see the, the vision of the future. To step into that, you often have to leave behind the old. You have to leave behind some sort of physical security. Sometimes it's a home, sometimes it's uh, a, a job or money or pay. Sometimes it's that big leap of, of having to risk a lot more of your own income or personal finance to start the project. Uh, or your company is getting thin to the line but to make that next leap. If you have that fear still of, of not being supported because you still don't have, you still got that little disconnect about really truly knowing deeply at your core that you're at one with God, you're at one with the universe, you're at one with creator, you are the creator, you pull back and don't go into that unknown space because of the fear. And so that really prevents you from, you know, fulfilling your potential because you're kind of you know have, have have pulled back from that potential field that exists for you and and the key to it is that we all feel things in our heart and our heart you know it's really illuminating in there and I always feel that if it's in your heart it's it's because it already exists for you and you just have to step into it but if you're having the fear of stepping into the unknown you'll never quite get there so that's why it's important to get those roots down and to get the creativity sorted. And the other one, as you come up from the second and then to the third, is that if you're still worried about what people think about you because you're still self-esteem issues, you're always going to be adjusting what you're doing externally in the world to please other people. And so, you know, with this little, um, uh, you know, self-esteem deficiency, there's there's two mechanisms that the psyche and the ego takes to adjust. One is either it belittles oneself so that you are adjusting other people's perceptions and getting the first hit on yourself where you play yourself small so you don't so you don't disappoint people to protect your self-esteem or the other way is you big yourself up you become bigger than you are you imagine yourself bigger than you are and your ego gets pumped up and i certainly used to have this many years ago where my ego would kind of you know sort of fill in for where the deficiencies of how i deeply felt about myself and, and here's the thing about today's day and age is that most, I would say, CEO and other type leaders kind of probably have, you know, if there's, if there's one or two of those that they're going to have with egoic deficiency, they're going to pump themselves up a little bit more. But one of the things I feel in today's environment, because of the frequency on the planet, you know, people can feel a forcing current. They can feel the steamroller. They can feel the freight train. And, and that type of uh, leadership doesn't work anymore. Hierarchy is gone. And what we are moving into as leaders is inviting synarchy, which is uh, shared collaboration coming from inspiration, in spirit, being inspired through people's own luminosity of their heart to contribute to something from their own momentum rather than being top-down managed into that. You're being invited into that space. So you have to have all those solved as a leader to invite synarchy. Uh, in, into the world and then once you're more stabilized there the heart opens up the gateway to receive the higher guidance the codes the downloads the experiences of the translations of a world that does not yet exist and i think we can all agree that we need to bridge that world that doesn't exist yet to the reality of our situation today and more than ever the call is being sent out for leaders who who have done the work to step into their essence, to download and to bring down these higher perspectives and visions of how we can live more harmoniously, how we can organize ourselves in a better, newer kind of way that invites 
cooperation and collaboration uh, in that form of synarchy, which then wraps around it the invitation for people to step into an inspiring direction for their own uh, guidance in life. And that's really the great theme, I guess, of leadership today is moving from hierarchy to synarchy. And a big part of that is because the way that the world is moving now and the way that the energy is coming into the planet, we've come out of the Piscean Age where the frequency and energy was moving very vertically and there were and there were many, I would say, intermediaries between us and source. That's because the frequency wasn't high enough on the planet for many people to develop their own direct connection with source, with their own source consciousness. So we had intermediaries. And these intermediaries were in the form of uh, the, the priesthood, uh, the mystics, those beings, and of course that set up hierarchy. Uh, having an intermediary between us and source meant that there was control. Uh, and the church got formulated and the church ended up having the control systems and hierarchy. And that you know, came down to the mystical branches. And you didn't need to have your own source connection back then. But what had ended up happening was that vertical energy created vertical structures. It came from religion, it came into government, it came down into politics, it came down into corporations and nation states. And nation states and corporations are hierarchical. And so that's where we are today. And, and, and then basically you're born into a nation state and you know that's you get caught up in the rules there. And today we're moving into more digital states with uh, you know voluntary opt-in to that digital landscape. And we're at the very beginning of that. But the energy frequency and consciousness is moving horizontally, which means we are forming more networks because we all have the ability to tap into our own source consciousness without intermediaries. Therefore, we don't need those intermediaries. Therefore, we can tap into our own source consciousness and follow that guidance and then invite others who have the same vision. So we talk, we speak of soul leadership. Leadership is all about vision, seeing the world in a better, in a better place and having the vision uh, to be able to skate towards that better vision, and then surrounding yourself with the right managers and the right team to be able to execute the vision that you hold as a leader. The leader's role is not management, but vision, and being able to hold and articulate that vision and communicate it in a way is very important because it invites other people to be inspired by that vision and to come to you for collaboration to want to collaborate for that better vision of the world that you're holding, that they believe in, that they share, that they want to contribute towards. And that's how you start a movement. And that's how you start a network. And that network then grows horizontally. And that's what's going to happen in the world is that we're going to see horizontal integration of many types of communities and networks all here holding visions of a better world. And the role of the leader of this, what you've termed the soul leader, what I might call a distributed leader, who's inviting people into their greatness to follow their own source consciousness, to invite them to follow their own inspiration, their in-spirit type of a lead that brings them to communicate, collaborate, and cooperate to the vision building that you as a leader hold. And the only way you can make that happen from that standpoint is holding a vibration high enough where your magnetic field is merges with your field of intention and it draws towards you through synchronicity the relevant people, events, and timelines to grow that vision of the world through your magnetic field. So you stop chasing life and you start attracting it and you start building networks that are destined to change the world. So I'll hold there is my first opening pass at that question. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's such a radiant, inspiring information. And my question for you, you know, energy is always fluctuating. And by design, we get tethered in, in certain areas in our lower three chakras, like you were saying, and some of us are expanding in the higher. How would you describe discernment, you know, with the emotions that we're bringing through that are information, but they also can lead to the ego and keeping the lower three chakras pretty stagnant. And um, with that coinciding, like feeling, feeling, you know, the call, like with our audience, we see the structures are crumbling, but with the energy fluctuating, what's your advice with fine tuning and knowing, you know, what is that golden nugget to make the next inspired move? Yeah. Great, great question. Some got some layers to it. (laughs) It's got Um, a lot of layers. (laughs) You know, you're really asking about perception. How can I uh, fine tune my perception? So I know, you know, the divine right steps to take the divine right action pieces. Well, I think the first thing to recognize is that whatever you're experiencing, you're creating. And when you look at it from a higher perspective of um, natural, natural law, everything is, everything is perfect. Whatever you're experiencing is perfectly held in the balance through, through the law of cause and effect and, and other karmic repercussions. So if you're finding yourself stuck at a certain level, it's because you still haven't worked through some karmic issues or some wounds. Because ultimately, if you're carrying a wound from your past, either from your direct experience of this life or your ancestral template, because if you can imagine your ancestors, your mum and dad, you've stepped through a web. And that web is all your ancestors, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-great-grandparents. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's guaranteed that there's been, you know, several instances of your family lineage breaking natural law. And as they break natural law, it gets held as a karmic consequence in the ancestral lines. And so that then brings you through a, a line of, in your family, where you, you need to liberate your genetics, through, through moving through these karmic consequences that have set in motion. Then, of course, you have your past life karmic consequences where your, your choices have been outside of natural law. And there's no judgment in the eyes of the creator. Of creator. There's just choice and consequence, which is all, all for lessons of growth from a soul perspective. And then, of course, you know, there's ancestral, there's soul level on past life level, and, of course, this life. So these little things that you can be experiencing must be discerned through, you know, um, these little r- repeating patterns that can go on. So you need to be able to view your life not being in your life, but being compassionately detached from it. So one of the big tricks for navigating is to expand out into almost the Milky Way galaxy with your consciousness to become the movie director, not the movie actor. And a lot of people are trying to move through life being the movie actor, which is useful, but you lack perspective. You've got to go up in the helicopter or your spaceship and look down as well as at the same time of being in it. And as you can expand into that and look from a neutral, detached, compassionate witness as to what's playing out, you can get many insights of the patterns that keep repeating. 
So the wounds that you hold in, in the field end up attracting towards you the same types of people time and again until you learn the lesson, until you open up the wound, process the emotion out. Then that once that emotion's been processed out, that you've been held in your system, you stop attracting the same situation and people because there's no longer a vibrational resonance. You're keeping attracting the same people or the same types of situations in your life because there's a lesson there to be held. And with that, once that lesson has been learned and you clear the wound, well, your wounds become your wisdom. And that wisdom then comes as a, as a beautiful, compassionate understanding and comprehension of how things more deeply work. Then as you start moving past that lower vibration, you start scoping up the higher vibration, new quantum potentials emerge from the void and you start attracting a higher quality person, event and timeline to your reality. Now, very simply, how do you then start, you know, once you're working on your vibration and your lower lower shadow states and your karmic imprints, then, then you know, you're starting to start to be able to, you know, magnetize to, uh, and amplify your intentions. And as you set an intention, here's how it works. You set an intention in the field and you just hold a, 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 a balanced intention because there are different faces of intention. You can hold an effortless intention, which then brings things towards you easily, or you hold a forced intention. Now, forced intention is faulty programming that still we're still holding on from childhood, and a lot of leaders are holding forced intentions. Here's what they do. They will project with their third eye, and they're either conscious of it or not, most likely not, into the future with their mind. Their mind goes into the future and attaches on to a specific outcome. With that specific outcome there, they are they then act you know, that the back chakras are more activated than the front chakras, which is our emotional centers. Our back chakras are our will centers. The will centers are fully open, and we provide a forcing current and subtle manipulations to bring that vision, to bring that outcome to to fruition. We don't allow co-creation with source because. Ultimately, they still feel disconnected with source at a fundamental deep core level, so they make things happen themselves. And that's kind of still like, you know, rowing your boat across the ocean. These people are often at soul level consciousness, aware that their consciousness exists outside the body, but they haven't gone through soul absorption yet. And soul absorption in spiritual growth is when your soul absorbs up into the monadic consciousness and the monadic consciousness is like your group soul, your oversoul, your family soul, which is, you know, uh, up to 144 souls unified as one big field of consciousness. When you go through soul absorption, the light that, that has been coming through the soul is acting as, an inter is acting as the gathering point and sends down a fraction of the oversoul's light down to your hologram. When you go through soul absorption, there's no longer that kind of gathering light of the soul. You, f you, you receive the full light of your oversoul, like a massive amplification, <laughs> you know, exponentially amplified. But you must be comprehending, you know, the responsibility that comes with that by working and operating your life at the level of we consciousness. Not through the little lens of the personality of the I, but through the lens of the we consciousness, the big expanded, seeing the world as unified. And therefore then, when you start operating at that level, you, it's much easier to send in synchronicity, to send in the places. You don't need to come with a forcing current because you're operating in divine will. And divine will means that you know you're at one with God and you are a fractal of that full source consciousness and you're holding an intention in your field and you trust 
that synchronicity will come as long as you hold coherence as a vibrational state in your field magnetize towards you the synchronicity and that's how you skate that's how you create it all comes to you through synchronicity and then as you step into the synchronicity the discernment which you're asking about comes through you're, you're finding these nodal points right where these two nodes meet that are seemingly random you step into the randomness of the divine precision of the coincidence coincidence in mathematics means coinciding lines and that's a precision to that and the precision comes through the coherent field of of, of uh, natural law and the quantum field it's it's like a symphony of music you're either in harmony with it or in discordance to it harmony means you're in the field of love and unconditional love which opens up coherence which allows you to experience the beautiful symphony that exists in life and allows you to experience synchronicity as you come to the synchronicity you tune into yourself and does it feel joyful and expansive or constricting because it could is it a test and you just use your emotions as your guidance system if it feels slightly a little bit off in your intuition you don't step into it as much if you step if it feels good in your intuition you step into it and you observe do i accelerate if there's an acceleration that means there's no blocks it's just opening up and you can step into this new world with this new relationship with this new coincidence and it allows you to step with certainty knowing that you're perfectly positioned to take advantage of what god has sent what natural what natural law is providing based upon your intention because you know prime creator's intention right now is for our planet to ascend and we're going through this ascension but of course on 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 our side of life you know we have to deal with matter and anti-matter we have to deal with both the light and the dark it creates the balance right without that balance we we can't exist so we are dealing with the 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 darker aspects of life still holding control and making it very relevant to everyone's life at the moment that there is control so moving through that is creating a i would say a forced awareness people who weren't really aware of the hidden uh, forces behind the scenes if we talk about you know these these beings in the cabal and whatnot there's only 6,000 of them I found out the other day 6,000 beings who are holding the control systems you know we can step past that and and bring in this new world and that new world right now is what we're building and this new world is what's called, being called all leaders who feel they've got something to contribute into the world to grow up spiritually to understand how things work to step into their soul essence and to be able to step into ultimately their oversoul their, their monadic consciousness create from that place and then create this vision of a better world so just to review you want to uh discern through expansion and and looking at life through the eyes of the milky way galaxy and with a compassionate detached witness exploring yourself looking yourself down to operate from your higher consciousness to set synchronicity in motion by holding intention and holding a effortless intention rather than a forced intention positive intent aligned to your soul rather than negative intent you know um and uh, effortless positive uh, uh, surrendered intention you want to have a surrendered intent that the co-creation comes through you so as you start operating with that field of intention being positive being surrendered being effortless and being aligned aligned to your soul purpose then that from that field of intention you know what must come is the next steps on your path 
Uh, and so you just have to check in, am I holding negative intent? Am I holding forced intent? Am I misaligned with my intent? All of these little aspects play out in, in kind of how you create. The more that you can create from that positive, aligned, um, effortless, you know, uh, surrendered intent, the more easier and effortless it will become, the more you align your life with natural law. The more forced and current you're going, the more difficult you're going to find to manifest things. How do you move from this side to that side of intention as you work on your egoic deficiencies? Because the more that you come into a full knowing and trust, the easier it is to let go of control. And so the less control that you have, the more you're interfacing with, with uh, source consciousness. Uh, because really what you have to do is get out the way to allow divine will to come through as an expression of you. And as you do that, as it comes through this expression of you, getting out the way becomes easier because you trust it. And the metaphor here is moving from rowing the boat across the ocean with your own force, <laughs> trying to operate from soul consciousness, to moving into monadic or oversoul consciousness and, and sailing the boat, knowing that you're co-creating with source. And this is essentially, you know, you just opening up to that frequency and energy as the gate opener coming into the planet and all your role is is to stay in the coherent field of the heart step into synchronicity and then move through into them uh, by directing your consciousness and attracting others to that vision through holding the visionary card and role and inviting other people to co-create into that vision through synarchy through this beautiful awareness of how how all this works it is it's, it's such beautiful awareness and thank you for going through that question so deeply, it's for me that awareness in that feeling when you're anchoring in that home frequency that you talk about really embodying source, it becomes so still and it becomes so pure. And it's like you said, the synchronicities, you just start sailing amongst them. And so for me, it's, I can really tell when I'm out of tune from that space because I feel the little discordant, the little pulls, the little triggers. But when you're in that beautiful space of co-creation and really stepping in to your leadership without that force, to me, it just becomes so still. It really becomes so still, like the most perfect instrument being played. Beautiful. And, and the stillness is important, but we must take the stillness in motion. Right. You know, it's a stillness internally, but your, your body is moving. So I, I love what Bruce Lee said about this. Bruce Lee said about stillness, the stillness and stillness is not the still is not the true stillness. It's only in motion do the universal laws manifest. So we must take our stillness in movement. And so while it sounds an oxymoron, it's really about saying, you know, don't be a yogi in a cave, you know, go and make it happen, but keep, take the stillness with you. I love that. Beautiful. Well, I have one more question for you. You've brought us into this really beautiful understanding. Is there a little attunement or a tool you want to give us to kind of guide us into this place of stillness movement where we can feel with you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's a, uh, a beautiful uh, attunement we could do that I call Hara. Hara is the uh, gateway to stillness because there's no thoughts that reside in the Hara dimension. And the Hara dimension is a dimension and a level of intention. So when I found out about Hara, and I reckon martial artists know about Hara, you know, they're always in Hara. 
Hara is a, is the field from which we came through, and it's the void. And in that void is the pure potentiality of everything that ever exists. It's the unmanifested realm. Uh, so something like you know ninety you know ninety six ninety nine point four percent of the known universe you know is unmanifested. It's it's, it's the void. It's the blackness. It's the it's all of that. Hara, by coming into Hara. You're, you are entering into your field of intent and you can build intention in the field of Hara. Hara is stillness as well in motion. So if I was to choose one thing, you know, you can tune into the field of Hara. I mean, you can get this more deeply on my morning ritual. So if you go to my website, Christoph.love, sign up for the morning ritual there because I've got some videos there that take you through how to get into and how to action a Hara, but all about natural law and about the a meditation which basically creates your future but for now are you suggesting that i take people through a little um experiential um whatever you're feeling whatever kind of comes to mind just to integrate a little bit of everything that we discussed yeah well i wouldn't advise doing this of course if you're driving a car uh listening to this podcast so maybe come back to it uh again but i i can maybe share with uh i can share a quick experiential of Hara, recognizing that this is going to be voice-led. Um, and then so you can go much deeper into it by getting that morning ritual and, and dive into it because if you can master Hara, you're going to master life. And that's really a simple formula, that everything you have and create comes from the field of intention. And, and now you've got, then you've got a tool to actually get into that field of intention. So let's give that a try. Uh, well, let's not try. Let's do that. You know, as Master Yoda says, there is no try. There's do or do not. <laughs> so wherever you are um, listening to this, uh, and if you're driving your car, please, you know, and you want to try this, please pull over. Um, uh, you know, let's not create anything in motion as you're doing this. So just want to have your feet firmly on the ground and your spine nice and straight. And the first thing I want you to become aware of is just by maybe taking your fingers and placing them two inches below your belly button. And you're going to be connecting to what we call your tandian, which is a golf ball sized ball of light. This is kind of consider this your earth anchor point. And I want you to just build energy into your tandian. And I want you to send a laser beam of light down from there, out your perineum and down into the center of the earth. And just visualize and feel that beam of light going down from your tandian down into the earth center. And then almost like light, like roots of trees coming from your feet, coming down into the earth. So you're feeling almost like you're creating this light tripod from each of your legs and feet, light coming down from your hips down, down your shins and out your feet into the earth and down from your perineum. And almost you can take your left hand and point it directly down into the earth just between your legs. And that's guiding that light down in there. And then you can bring your right hand up and place it two inches below where your clavicles intersect, just in the center of your chest. And that is your soul seat. So we've got two energetic spots. One, your soul seat. Uh, golf ball sized ball of light two inches below your sort of where your neck intersects and your tandian two inches below your belly button 
And your soul seat is the seat of your longing, what you're here to create. And then I want you to put your right hand directly above the left in front of your chest so that you have your left hand pointing down and your right hand pointing up. And I want you to have your eyes open and you're going to look down directly in front of you, sort of maybe about a meter ahead. Soften your gaze. And I want you to focus and imagine a beam coming down from your higher self, down through your crown, through your vertical power column and down into the center of the earth. Just visualize that beam anchoring you into the earth. And we'll just take maybe 60 seconds of complete stillness and see if you can drop into Hara and looking directly ahead, soften gaze in stillness. Now from this place, build up your intention for a vision you wish to create. A change you wish to see in your organization, your company, your project, to the next level. And build the feelings of what that feels like at its highest level. And bring it down into your vertical power column, into your hara. Highest outcome, already realized, expressed. Bring that feeling into your Hara dimension, that place of deep anchoredness. Okay, here we go. A little micro dropping into there, Shannon. How did that go for you? That was powerful. I felt... Once I really got connected and aligned, my field got so expansive really fast. Um, I felt deep harmony and just this power, this really deep soul leadership power within. It's the key. It's like the key in the ignition is that space. And if you can master that, you know, you could going to be very well leading an organization, growing an organization, growing a team, because what people are going to feel is your intention. And they'll be attracted subconsciously to that field of intent to allow this beautiful kind of organizational current. And this is what I talk about creating a distributed culture, you know, like at a higher leadership perspective, you know, the the core leadership team, you know, the core group that are holding the vision has to has to be in, you know, what we call syntonic. They have to have an energetic sensitivity with the environment, being able to respond energetically, being syntonic, but also uh, being syncretized. This is the and syncretizing is the core team of whatever project, you know, you lead has to have an integration of beliefs and values and worldviews 
that bring into bring in a unique energetic signature of a brand culture, and that brand culture comes from the core team, and then you go uh, into synecdic, and that's synecdic is holding this creative gestalt, higher mind, emotional, energetic consciousness for breakthrough problem solving in the group mind. Because suddenly when you build your core team, you're not operating with one mind, you're operating with the group mind. And so you want to hold that synecdic kind of vibration and then holding a sentention. I'm sharing with you the living sins of leadership, S-Y-N. A sin means together. Right, so we go through syntonic, syncretize, synecdic. Uh, we go have a, we hold a intention, um, and the intention is a collective, unified intention. You would have read, of course, in the Bible, when more than more than one come into my name, you can say this mountain move, and the mountain will move. Well, that's really this unified collective intention that's 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 held, and when this is held and aligned with a higher purpose in the leadership team. That leadership team then together broadcast that out into the you know in the unified field, and then the final piece, what the core needs to hold, is the synopsis. That's the ability to very clearly um, and elegantly articulate and and communicate and broadcast that intention to the unified field, so it moves out into the community. And then, and then when you're out in that field, when it comes out past the leadership team into the community, we need to operate with uh, this, these next pieces for the community vibration, which is simplicity. The art of keeping things simple that invites mass micro decentralized actions. And, you know, blockchain technology is doing that very well these days with developers working on, you know, open source code. And that's really how the world is shifting now with this, technology creating a whole new way of us creating networks and organizing ourselves outside the lens of intermediaries outside of government and this is really how things are going to move in the future into greater elements of of um, artificial intelligence interfacing with our own consciousness to be able to create a better world uh, and then you know we want to go into a, a synthesis and that synthesis is where we combine different elements or expertise working coherently together formulating an interconnected interconnected whole and as you begin to synthesize then synergy happens and and synergy is this beautiful cooperation you know between the core leadership team and the community intelligence that's much greater than the sum of the parts which ultimately leads to synchrony which is the aligned actions of that of that priming of cooperation and ultimately synarchy and I, I've mentioned synarchy before and this is a self-directing self-organizing actions that that the group that the group feel that the group mind the crowd consciousness undertakes to line up these highest values and ideals of innovation to bring to the world and you know that's what the uh, community can do. And ultimately, as you move out wider into your into the collective, into customers who are coming to bring their way into that, you're you're looking at kind of um, higher principles where where the vibrational field of our Earth is going. From a higher perspective, our planet is evolving into a higher state of consciousness, which means we have to organize ourselves more coherently with natural law. So we look at syntropy, which is this beautiful collective desire to promote the welfare of all within the context of culture and, and, and the sin tension that the core leadership team holds. And it sets in motion this beautiful prosperity and philanthropy 
and, and the velocity of value for everyone. And that's that beautiful syntropy that, that works, works through it. And also understanding syncology, the, 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 the group's awareness to see itself as an interconnected collective, not separate from everything around it, but fundamentally a part of it, and how it's able to remain in harmony and balance with nature. And this is where corporations really need to move into. Corporations need to understand their role in kind of how they're making either, you know, a mess or with the environment or they're living in harmony with it. So syncology is very important, I think, for where we're going in this green world ahead. And then synodic means harmonic action in alignment with the celestial forces of planets in the solar system. It means navigating the energy and frequency of the unified field with all of the celestial forces which are coming in now. And this is where you know the mystical shamans are really understand the archetypes of the planets and how they are really creating the shift. And so as we now are coming into this age of Aquarius, we are really working with you know powerful frequencies of of um, you know moving to greater degrees, I would say, uh, of humanitarianism and technology are the archetypes of this age. And now that we've moved from last year, we were still under the um, uh, the scope of the of Earth as the elemental forces in the world, and that's why for the last two hundred years, our planet has been going on building physical things. We've had 200 years of incredible growth physically on the planet with construction and everything creating the world as we know it today. On the harmonic alignment on the 21st of December last year, we moved from the element of Earth as we had the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. As the, as the great conjunction of Jupiter-Saturn happened on the 21st of December, it ushered in the element of air and the element of air is really, you know, going to be this this new internet, this de- distributed, decentralized internet, blockchain technology. These other uh, forces that are building kind of more the digital landscape is where we're at now for the next 200 years as we enter the age of technology. So we're merging humanitarianism with technology. And that's really understanding the synodic kind of forces, this celestial forces. And then, of course, the last two I have for this this little journey into distributed leadership and soul leadership is synchronicity, which is entering the coherent field with divinely aligned intentions of the group intention allows these seemingly unrelated particles and principles to coalesce effortlessly for the greater good of all. And as you do that, you step into the final piece, which is the symphony. These individual parts harmonizing coherently in perfect coherence with natural law with that final masterpiece being the manifested project actually embodied and anchored into the earth from the spheres embodied in the physical and i think the uh mystical leaders of the future of these uh these beings who are holding soul level consciousness uh, over soul consciousness and are operating with with these principles uh, of le- of the distributed leadership in the future are going to really be the ones who are going to usher in enormous change and people who hold these this vibration are going to be very sought after because people will feel that there's something very magical about them and they can just create effortlessly and that's what really you know you get to that level of consciousness and vibration it's just all about building teams that can execute vision that you hold and then as you start 
doing that successfully, more and more responsibility gets bestowed upon you by Prime Creator and other people start asking you to enter projects and you start to bring your magic to the, to the projects by harmonizing, holding the vision and then just working with, with people to be able to raise their vibration and consciousness to come into the vibrational alignment of the vision. And then it becomes very easy to manage teams because everyone is working their own on their own inspiration. You don't have to manage anyone. People organize themselves from that really beautiful, deeply anchored place of being inspired by the vision and feeling aligned with what you're holding as a leader. Wow, just absolute yeah. beauty. It's such an exciting moment and, you know, it just continues to expand in this oneness and this, just the consciousness that's coming in and being anchored by so many leaders like yourself and us holding space together. You have been just a wealth of information today for our audience and so much to take in. So Christoph, thank you. I mean, there's just been so much information there that we all get to expand on and you know, I really highly advise my audience to go to Christoph's website and really check out what he has to offer. He, he does a lot of beautiful classes and programs. And again, Christoph, where can they find you? Yeah, I mean, the best place is probably my website, Christoph.love, um, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F dot love. And yeah, I just, you know, opt in for that morning ritual. Uh, it'll be the uh, key in the ignition. You get some videos with that, a beautifully uh, mastered audio, which can set up your day. It's, uh, you know, the called the morning ritual. And you, uh, you know, it takes you through a guided meditation of your vision, populates your, your energy centers with that vision and uh, builds the intention for it. And there's a bit of explanation around the natural law that it's holding together as well and brings you into that. And then once a week, I send some updates, what's going on uh, in the world and what's going on in life. And of course, yeah, there'll be other transmissions and other audios and programs that people can tap into if they feel aligned. Yeah. Thank you for all you offer and just beautiful. Any last words before I close up? Or Sure. Yeah, we'll do a closing statement. I would like to sort of close. You know, if you want the world to be new, be new yourself. And, and, and you just grow and evolve into the being you've always imagined. That, you know, in your heart, you know you're here for a purpose. Every single person is. It's just tuning in to who am I? It's not what am I here to do. It's who am I here to be? And that's returning back to the original essence of your soul signature by going through personal growth and spiritual growth. And as you do that, the, the, the doing comes in the essence of the being. And naturally, then you will find your way by following your heart. And if you've found your direction, then the guidance and the invitation is to keep expanding your consciousness and holding a clear field of intention to find the secret trapdoors which keep taking you up levels. And those secret trapdoors are usually held in the shadows. So that shadow illumination work is really important because everything you're experiencing externally is being held together by you internally. So as soon as you unlock more internal space with inside yourself, you can expand out into the many mansions that is the possibility and potential of your true essence. So thank you for being with us today on this journey. I salute you and your path. And uh, I just trust that all uh, will be given to those that give all. All my Beautiful. love. Beautiful. 
Well, again, this has been such a joy being with Christoph and co-creating together in the quantum fields. And I just want to thank everyone here for being at Cosmic Consciousness. If you want to hear more podcasts like this, visit ActivateEvolution.com. And thank you for checking us out on Superpower Network. Christoph, so many blessings, so many thanks. So welcome. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.